see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, I'm Sean Riley, and this is Unpacked with PMMI. On the pod today, we speak with Lisa Rathburn, VP of Engineering at T. Marzetti Company, about PMMI's OpEx Leadership Network. The OpEx Leadership Network brings together manufacturers and OEMs to develop best practices and protocol for free industry adoption. Guidelines everyone can use to make collaboration between the customer and supplier a little bit easier. Lisa is currently working in a group establishing tips and resources for women in manufacturing. Here Lisa provides success stories, inspiration, and tips that will help and encourage the women that are currently in the industry, but also be something that can be out there that will make young women look to manufacturing as a career. So with all the fancy introductions out of the way, welcome to the podcast, Lisa. Thank you, Sean. It's a pleasure to be here. So you are the VP of Engineering at T. Marzetti and Company, but you're also pretty active in OpEx. And we want to talk about some of the OpEx um, Leadership Network, uh, some of the tools that you guys use and some of the tools that are available. So I guess a quick way to kind of jump in is OpEx has this strong suite of tools and best practices that are out there for use in the industry. What new areas are being worked on by the network? Uh, Yes, we have um, three new work products uh, that are underway this year to add to our suite of material. Um, And we really reached out to see what were the challenges that were common across the industry that had some white space for us to go after. And one of those was with respect to Industry 4.0 and an IIoT roadmap. Another very critical with the labor market the way it is, is with onboarding and retention of critical staff within manufacturing. And then the last one um, is a focus on women in manufacturing and and providing a tool and resources that would be inspiring um, to women in the industry. Very interesting, because I I know having um, had some of these podcasts with other members of OpEx that you guys have touched on TCO, total cost of ownership and things like that. And it seems that now we're getting more. I don't want to say that was the low hanging fruit, but that was kind of more technical things. And now we're getting into more issues and things that are um, affecting the industry, which I, in my opinion, includes Industry 4.0 and kind of IOT as as it's become the norm versus something that that people are just using here and there. So I guess what is the concept behind the Industry 4.0 roadmap? You're, you're absolutely right. Um, all of these tools touch on you know people, process, and, and projects. And with the current market and the challenges that we're all having, what we're seeing is definitely need some tools to help 
a lot more on the people side and business process side. And so one of the things that we're finding is that um, companies have a hard time understanding where to start with Industry 4.0. And so this tool is to help them identify those critical first steps to implementing uh, movement in that direction to digitize their manufacturing network. There are common elements that need to be addressed by anyone, regardless of how far they take this and, and where they go with it. And that's the intent of the document, just to give people a starting point. I'm not as well versed in this as I should be, but you hear a term like Industry 4.0, the Industrial Internet of Things, and I hear it. My head wants to blow up, and I just want to quit. <laughs> so I can imagine if you're if you're viewing that from a from a, a company standpoint, and you haven't implemented that, it, it you need a guide or or something to help with. Hey, this is how you can jump into this um, versus just being overwhelmed by the terminology. So that that sounds like a great idea. Now, the thing that really caught my eye was the looking at onboarding and retention. And and as we've had this, what they're calling the great resignation, and and we are having such a hard time in manufacturing and packaging and processing, in particular, with with keeping people in the workforce or finding people. So this one really, to me, is interesting. And I'm trying to figure out how you guys are going about this. So I'm I'm curious for your answer on, in terms of onboarding and retention, who are the critical staff that you guys are addressing that you're looking to make sure are um, onboarded and retained? Yeah, the, um, the biggest issue that we hear from our members is that there's a lack of resources available to that manufacturing space. And a lot of feedback has come around technical resources, such as engineers and technicians, but that's not it. Manufacturing is also struggling with operational resources with operators, quality assurance professionals, supervisors on the floor, and, and so forth. And so this guideline is to prepare both operations personnel and HR personnel on you know, how to find some best practices to find, onboard, and retain quality employees that fill these positions. Interesting. So we're talking about the people actually on the, the plant floors. That's what we're, we're targeting with trying to make sure that we have enough of these people to actually run the machinery and the manufacturing operations. Exactly. Exactly. There, there seems to be a lot of turnover uh, in these areas, a lot of competition where we're fighting for the talent just across the industries overall. And so the goal is to help us learn what's important to the new generations that are coming in, what's changing over time, how do we make manufacturing attractive and a place where people want to be. And with things like new technology and automation and digitalization, we're trying to also leverage ways to, when we say attract new talent, make it more well known that manufacturing is actually a pretty fun space to work in and that it is high tech. Uh, and that it is a place to learn and grow uh -huh. and problem solve and, and be a place that provides goods and services that consumers use. So at all of our CPG companies, our products are on the shelf. And um, when people start to understand more about how this is made, we want to make that exciting for them so that they, as consumers, also want to be a part of how it's made. Very interesting, because I can understand from a manufacturing perspective, A, it has this reputation of, you know, being this dark, dirty, you know, plant that you saw in like black and white films when that's not the case at all, obviously. And it's also causing these things that you've spoken about, like, which is a great way of putting it, is keeping them more invested in what they're doing because there's, like you said, they're seeing these real results on store shelves. So now that we're talking um, onboarding and retention and uh, the great resignation too, 
things that you could kind of also tie in as as societal type changes and societal issues. Another one is, and it's become bigger at PMMI with the Packaging and Processing Women's Leadership Network. I'm excited to see this as a target of OPEX as well is the women in manufacturing. So I'm interested to hear from you, you know, what is the target and and what's the thinking behind the women in manufacturing work product? Yeah, just... We talked about the metrics around, you know, working in manufacturing. If you look at women in manufacturing and what's happened over the last couple of years, it's been even worse. And, you know, we see this as an opportunity to provide some sort of documentation, some success stories, some inspiration and tips that will help and encourage the women that are currently in the industry, but also be something that can be out there that will also make people want to join. So bring women to come work in the industry, whether they're coming right out of school or if they're already in a different industry. We want to help the whole manufacturing sector be staffed with top talent, technical talent. And if there's something that's hindering women from working in this type of industry, we want to be able to tear down those biases and take out the assumptions and share what it's really like so that there is a perception that it's a, it's a place that you want to go and a place that you want to work. I've had the privilege this year to be a part of both organizations, and I'm really excited to see this uh, work product get launched. Yeah, that is, it, it, it seems like a no-brainer and just something that that is absolutely needed to address a, a bunch of different issues that you obviously touched on. So I guess we've talked about the OPEX Leadership uh, Network, but we haven't you know, put a little spotlight on where you're actually at, which is, you know, T. Marzetti Company as the VP of engineering. So I guess how have you guys taken advantage of the OPEX leadership network work products at T. Marzetti? Do you have any examples of how they've benefited you guys? Oh, absolutely. So I've been at T. Marzetti now almost four years um, in an engineering group that is a corporate group that supports 15 manufacturing facilities uh, across the United States. And um, it's a conglomeration of different brands and different products and um, a lot of different types of projects were being run. And so the OpEx toolkit has really helped me share with my engineering team just some best practices on how to run projects. We have used the RFP tool in reaching out to vendors so that we had very clear, concise expectations of you know, what we're asking for in a quote, making sure that we're defining the scope well up front so that we can make sure that we're having the right dialogue at the start of the project with the equipment suppliers. One other work product uh, that I wanted to mention as well was um, the one of the newer ones on remote access. We found the need of connecting our equipment uh, remotely to the OEMs for troubleshooting and you know updating software or programming information and mm-hmm. that work package provided you know six different alternatives of how to do remote access in a secure way knowing that cybersecurity was a critical issue that every company was trying to solve with this and that work product actually became a tool that I gave to my IT organization to start the conversations, to help us look at the six options, pick what was right for us, and start implementing consistently plan to plan. So it has been incredibly valuable for Marzetti. I've also used the CIP work product in conversations with vendors to make sure that, you know, what we mean when we say clean in place is what they are designing when they say clean in place and that we're using the same language. Again, just that collaboration and conversations that help make the projects run a lot more smoothly. The FAT tool has probably been 
the one that we have leveraged the most at Marzetti. We were a part of some benchmarking and, and sessions and discussion groups around virtual factory acceptance tests early on in COVID. Having had to do those um, virtually with Europe, virtually here in the U.S., and realizing that the way we did FATs in the past wasn't uh, wasn't working. Um, and so I'm happy to see this tool get revised this year to um, kind of get refreshed and updated and incorporate a lot of what was in an amendment during COVID on how to do virtual FATs. That's awesome to hear because the terminology or the, the word that you hear the most when talking in our industry with OEMs and CPGs is that they need to collaborate more ahead of time in order to have, as things are changing so fast, these conversations need to be ongoing and not just a, I'm going to buy your machine and then we're not going to speak again for a few years. So it's awesome to hear that these work products coming out of OpEx are actually being utilized out there. And you've provided some perfect examples of how having these discussions ahead of time and having these these best practices are, are ideal for both sides. Um, so, so that's tremendous. And that's, I think, exactly what everybody is hoping and looking to get out of listening to this podcast. So Again, we can't thank you enough because I know you're very busy for taking time out of your day, Lisa, to come on here and uh, spend a few minutes with us. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.